The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Okay, motherfucker! What are you looking at, sir? I'm looking at you, miss. Run that, baby. I'm not the Zodiac. And if I was, I certainly wouldn't tell you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Too Much Movie. This is a 90s movies podcast with me and two beautiful men where we discuss movies that are simply too much, that break the bounds of often their genre or everything that they're doing, or sometimes they're too much because they have not aged well. And I think you could say both things about the movie we're covering today. Now, I want you to say hello to my first co-host, the man with an ass like a 10-year-old boy, Chris Candy. Say hello, Chris. <laughs> oh, have you ever killed anyone? Um, hello. And I want to also say to someone who fucking took the ice cube trays out of the freezer, what kind of a sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? It's Rob Belushi, everyone. Say hello, Rob. I got a little dick. It's pathetic. <laughs> Yes, we are indeed talking about James Cameron's remake of a French film called True Lies from 1994. Gentlemen, this is a film that for many years, despite making hundreds of millions of dollars, was rarely available on streaming services, was rarely available on physical media, didn't make the jump from DVD to Blu-ray, was parlayed around through like back channel conversations in Vimeo links on 35 mil scans of the movie and then finally, it sort of reemerged as James Cameron has like remastered his entire collection of movies um, uh, now onto 4K. And it's around. And it's a movie that was massive for me as a kid. It has not aged well at all, which we'll cover as far as it's like political machinations, but it's kind of fascinating to look at. And is Arnold Schwarzenegger and James Bond, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, James Cameron doing James Bond, essentially. And uh, it's it's something that I remember fondly. I always enjoy watching it. And despite the kind of final third with its weird political problems is patently hilarious to me that someone uh, misappropriates government funds so beautifully to spy on their wife cheating with Bill Paxton. Like I cannot get enough of the first two thirds of this movie, despite whatever happens in the final third, which is a bit problematic. Um, I, I love this movie to bits. So uh, yeah, I'm just so excited to talk to you both about it. Yeah, it's exactly, that's exactly my feelings as well. This movie is uh, great until it's not. Um, <laughs> and it kind of, it does exactly take place in that back third. It just is this really clever film. Um, it's it's uh, a good play on a um, spy movie. A, a, you know, it's got all of those beats to it. And then it just kind of 
you know, devolves into a Arnold Schwarzenegger shoot him up thing, which has its own place, but is definitely like a tired kind of trope. And uh, I don't think we realized how tired it was going to be when when I saw it uh, in Westwood in 1991 <laughs> ever at the Fox Theater. Um, and it fucking rocked when I when I first saw it. The first watch of this was awesome. It was just it was totally Van Halen rocked fucking blew my face off. And then, yeah, when I rewatched this uh, most recent time, it was like, ah, yes. <laughs> Hello. But we'll get into that. I I agree. I I will state that, you know, well, look, there are things that, that I'm not, I mean, I can't make a movie like James Cameron can make a movie. So I don't want to be some fucking podcast, you know. Right, a hundred percent. Cocaine, you know, sober cocaine addict trying to talk shit. But there are moves like if we're gonna do this, I was in, kind of in the chat with you guys, like Eraser, Last Action Hero, Total Recall. Like, there's some really good Arnold from this time, and I like Eraser. Um, that, that's the Eraser's a great movie. Eraser, it's great. Yeah, Eraser's fucking Eraser's great. Yeah, Eraser has some good yeah, stuff yeah, in it. Yeah. It's a bit weird. It get like again, it, the James wheels fall off. The wheel, oh my god, James! The wheels fall off a writer, but it has good ideas. Like it's going right. for something, and it doesn't quite land the plane. And so, so I agree with Chris. Like when I saw this movie, it was like a fourteen-year-old's fucking dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and like uh, the third act, for whatever it is, I'll tell you this: Cameron, he just can't fuck up action. He's amazing. Like. The two things I remembered before I rewatched this the other night for 20 fucking bucks to your point about not being available anywhere. Yes. Um, was also the Harrier jet, the Harrier yeah. jet, yeah. the Harrier jet sequence is, is still like ultimately so tense and amazing with Dushku dangling off that fucking crane. How great is baby Dushku? Baby Dushku is amazing. I mean, shout out amazing. to the double headed Eagle. Albanian heritage of Eliza Dushka. <laughs> she's fucking, I love her and everything. She's fucking amazing. She's beautiful. She's talented. She's smart. Even without much to do in this movie. Some of these child actors, like, you know, the Dominic Swains of, of, uh, what is it? The Castor Troy. What's that movie? Uh, oh, oh, oh fucking face off. Face off. Face like, off. Yeah. Dish could blast Swain out of the water. Okay. <laughs> um, and the other thing that, I, that I've remembered since the day I watched it was the line, ass like a 10-year-old boy, which to me is like so fuck. It's maybe one of the funniest lines in movies ever to me. Like, it's so fucking weird and visual <laughs> and awful and hilarious. And like, like it is so fucking funny to describe a grown woman with an ass like a 10 year old boy that is just, it's like it breaks it trend it's a total transgression it is totally it's fucking fucked. it's malignant it's, fucking it's crazy. such a malignant thing to say about anyone and it does not stop making me laugh uh that being said like this movie to me really exists like the cleverness of this movie is the are the best parts of the movie which is the dance scene with Jamie Lee Curtis, who is fucking amazing, and the um, the in, the interrogation scene 
uh, yeah. with her and, and Harry. Interesting, great, amazing tension, great stakes, personal stakes, which is hard. It's hard to give personal stakes to Arnold Schwarzenegger in movies, yeah. right? Like in Eraser, he's trying to protect someone, which is great, but like, you know, nothing bad is going to happen to him. You know, he's not going to die. Like, it, it's just, it's hard to get those stakes with him. So, and it's also, were... you have to make the stakes like the devil, like in End of Days. Yeah. Right? You know, like you right. have to make him like going against the devil. You're like, we well, can't possibly beat the fucking devil can he and you're like maybe maybe yeah well and and to that but to exactly so so those those moments while arnold you know does what he does and it's fine like the script carries it through all that stuff to me the best parts of this movie are bill paxton and a quick a quick story about about that role so uh, you know, on the on the what is it called? What what's the term for people like me and Chris who are second generation? Nepo babies. Nepo right. babies. Okay. So, so here's a great Nepo baby uh, insight. So this script came out, and I was like, I'd have to stay with my dad for six weeks, and I want to emphasize have to due to divorce. Like <laughs> six weeks over summer, and that's when I got to read like Heat and all these cool movies because he was like trying to, to get into them he really wanted the tom arnold role and i think he was really close and then it went to, to tom arnold and then he really wanted the paxton role and it went to paxton and like in retrospect people love tom arnold in this role he's just not charming like he he, he he's just a pig you know what i'm saying and like you want i i like he's funny ish but like i don't love it like i I posted something on twitter and everyone was like don't sleep on tom arnold i'm like he's fine like you guys he's fucking tom arnold like he he's fine he did this is the jokes are whatever perfect conditions for tom arnold to crush you know like they gave him the bet like they gave him a rolled out a red carpet for him to crush in this movie and he doesn't he really, does I, it. I, think he, I, I think he does a great job I, i'm it's, fond of him in this movie i'm not fond yeah, of tom I'm arnold fond of in him general too. But I'm fond of him too, crashes. but like, but, but he, the one line that I like I, is like, you're never home. She's a flesh and blood woman. What are you going to do? But it still doesn't, it doesn't get him back from like, what a one degree, like there's no humanism in his comedy. They're all asshole riffs. <laughs> yeah. And like, I just, you want to, yeah. There, there are guys who can play assholes that you see at least a little bit why they're an asshole. For instance, Bill Paxton. Yeah. Like he speaks all the subtext later, but like he, de- Paxton should have gotten the fucking Academy Award for this role. <laughs> there's one look he gives. When he, yeah. <laughs> there's a look he gives. No. When yeah. He, when he's in the yeah. fucking, when he's in the fucking, what is it, trailer or whatever that he fucking lives in. And he's talking to, to Jamie Lee Curtis about going to Paris and he goes and a quick stop over in London. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, uh. <laughs> and it is the fucking funniest fucking thing. I mean, he's just having a delight. And Tom Arnold yeah. is always working. You know what I mean? It's just like that's why Paxson's so great. He's so fucking great. And like He's the only one that like all the stuff with 
Arnold with the with saying bitch a bunch and all that. I know that's the 90s and stuff, but it's so hard. And like Paxton is forgiven for saying the same type of terrible, by me at least, you know, who yeah. has a lot of fucking interior work to do, <laughs> admittedly. But like when he's saying titties <laughs> that make you stand up and beg for buttermilk, like I, for some reason, it's just like, I understand that this is the vocabulary uh, that is within the grasp of this man. Yes. And and he's yeah. singing a song of celebration from a twisted, broken trumpet. You know what I mean? And like, I just, it's his movie. I'm so glad I forgot that he came back for the button in the end where he runs out. He's so fucking funny and he's the best. Rest in peace. Fucking Bill Paxton, I love it. Rest in peace. And what I thought I would bring up to you guys right now, this is the best part in the introduction, so I bring it up, is like when he says, I got a little dig, it's pathetic, which is so funny. What is actually (laughs) awesome now in full high definition is when you see Bill Paxton in his boxer shorts, he's got like a meat hammer. And you're like, man, he's a great (laughs) actor because back in the day, you couldn't tell in those shorts that there was actually a hammer in there. And you're like, nah, Bill Paxton fucking rules. And like the Vin, he's so good. He's so good. But I believe, I believe that that character believes he has a little dick. Yeah, of course. And like his dad fucked him <laughs> up or whatever. <laughs> something, you know, like, like even if it's a, no, yeah, give this dog. man a posthumous Academy award for a performance in a 1994 movie. Someone. The fucking what in memoriam we- should have just been his roles. That's it. <laughs> We talk so much about um, continuations of characters and we talk so much about, um, you know, scenes and like for a sequence in a movie to really work. Um, to your point, Rob, like some of them work really well in this movie. Some of them don't work so well. Um, but that Paxton sequence hijacks the whole fucking movie. The whole movie. You know, like it's just all of a sudden like it's about this guy who seduces women with a crazy lie and it's like oh this is its own thing and i think to kind of tie it into everything we're talking about from like the top yeah james cameron is a fucking amazing psychopath director like this guy is top notch and and you know i remember watching a behind the scenes of um was it the abyss? Is that the one he yeah. directed? Yeah. Um, the Great. amount of detail that went into that set, the underwater sequences, all of this, this movie has none of that. So he just, it's like, it's kind of like this guy is an amazing swimmer, but he's an incredible runner. He's just like in top peak performance. You know, he's been filming underwater for the whole eighties and now he gets to come on dryland and just make a fucking action movie. Like he can do it and he knows exactly what to do. Um, well, and, and he's so, like, I did this underwater thing. Now I'll put the final fucking action sequence, just hovering around a crane for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And have, a, and have a plane, have a plane, like, and everything is done. A Harrier. A Harrier jet reverse yeah. into a building. And I still am watching this now in 2024 going, how in the fuck Me too. did they get Me too. some of these shots? I don't understand. How the fuck did he do it? How did he do it? How, like, how do you have Schwarzenegger perfectly in frame swing under a crane? It's like perfect continuity of background. I'm like, I don't know how they did this. 
Unless they shot he leaves. I don't know how they fucking did it. It's amazing. It's amazing. He I, he leaves Dushku dangling from that fucking crane to go shoot that helicopter for so long. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. Go, keep going, Chris. I'm just it, it no balls in my stomach. It, it's it's um sidebar. I was able to watch this movie for free on Tubi, and that's why I threw it in the chat because I just was like on Tubi, and that's like the free app for those people who don't know it. So I got to see this fucker for free. But then when I went to rewatch it today, I was like, oh, I'll be fine because it was twenty bucks, and I couldn't find it anywhere else. It isn't um, anywhere. Twenty bucks? Dude. No, it isn't. And um, but it it is a great movie, and um. You know, we'll get into the other beats of it, but like, I will say, re Tom Arnold. All I'll say is this: is that that character? I think this movie, it, it's like everyone is like an archetype. Everyone is their own food group. Like everyone gets the job done, and I have to say that Tom Arnold gets a job done of being like a really. Oh, there's no. The there's no done. nuance. There's no yeah. nuance, but I would say I'd argue that like it's a gift that people like Jamie Lee Curtis or Bill Paxton can infuse some nuance to it. But this is a film that doesn't have nuance. The nuances in the visual, the nuances in the direction, the nuances in the cinematography, yeah. in the action sequence. And so he he really does do a good job of like he knew he just needed to come in and play a four to the floor drum piece and let Arnold do his thing and you know but I agree I was that's an interesting like what if 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 um Belushi was was in that role um but he probably would have brought in some coolness to it you know he probably would have brought in I mean because you think about like and I understand why he didn't get the role because he I mean because he look I won't I, I won't say, say it disparaging but like he The look, I mean, I don't understand. I really don't know why he didn't get the role. I can only assume. No one knows that why. Yeah, but Red Heat he did Red, just happened. He did Red Heat with exactly with Arnold, and like that character of Bernie Litko, who is a disgusting pig. But like, I mean, I have a very complicated relationship <laughs> with my dad. I'll give the guys just desserts. So like he infuses that role with like a fucking desperation yeah. that and, and i know it's i mean it's it's another action comedy like it's totally but maybe similar. that, that I, I feel like that's the only line that gets it put through which is like we can't maybe arnie's like i love jim we just did red heat together but i can't do another movie with yeah. him that's like this like i feel like the tom arnold bit is like I want Tom Arnold because this is the great thing about Tom Arnold. Unlike Belushi, if it's oh, and Belushi, like whatever, I don't want no. But I'm I don't just want saying this to be a whole uh, no, thing. no, like, no, why didn't... no, no, no. I'm just no, saying, it is, yeah. oh, it is, yeah. no, it, it absolutely <laughs> is. We're taking the podcast. Well, because no, because Jim got Nepo to do Mr. Baby Destiny Corner here with and Chris and Rob. <laughs> yeah, Curly Sue, Mr. Destiny, everything's history after that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but what I was going to say was, I actually don't believe he'd stay in the van all the time. You know what I'm saying? Tom yeah, Arnold. Yeah. Tom yeah. Arnold is Tom the guy who's like, why can't I get out of the van? But also, he's never getting out of the van. That's his job. A, yeah. Stay in the that's van. That's a great point. 
And I love that about him because he's like, why don't I get out of the van? And it's like, it's so much more believable that now the incredible fucking like Academy Award winning and nominated producer Grant Heslov, who plays Faisal in this movie, it's more believable that he gets out of the van as a fake cameraman and shoots people than ever Gib getting out of the van. Like Gib doesn't get out of the van. He just, he's just Arnold Schwarzenegger's foil. And I just feel like Arnie's like, yeah, Tom's like, he's always going to be the guy that says, I want to get out of the van and he's never going to get out of the van. Like, and that's, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And that was also, that was also, yeah, I think it's a physical thing too. Now that I think about it, you're, you know, Jim Belushi was probably in better shape at the time. Yes. There is a noticeable contrast, especially in that x-ray scene when they're walking through, you see kind of the gut yes, on, yes, yes. on Arnold. You see this chiseled, you know, Schwarzenegger, like I'm willing to bet. And this just goes back to then what I'm talking about, how they're like, types of food i just feel like um cameron makes these big you know mcdonald's popcorn style fucking corpo (laughs) movie things you know where it's like i mean he fucking designs his actors now on a computer you know so it's like i just think he was probably thinking more in that that place and um it plays to the comedy but uh can i say one thing also the bit the funniest part of the movie obviously is the Paxton scenes, but I do love, love that Arnie has like, he has to be Arnie. And you can tell that Cameron had like a genius idea of like having him like ADR. Sorry. Sorry. Like every time, like he messes something up, like he goes, sorry, sorry. Like he's so apologetic. He just now is like, oh, that's actually the way that we is into this character. That he's perfect, but he's super like apologetic and understated and doesn't want to say so. By the end of the movie, the sorries are gone. There's no sorries. But like, you know, riding the horse, that's a great like Washington scene, riding oh, the horse through there. The great. horse chase uh, with the motorbike, it's fantastic. The bathroom scene's freaking phenomenal. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I love Schwarzenegger's ta- comedic timing in this um, because it's the most talkative that he is in the James Cameron movies that he stars in and it's a great choice. And I think that they just absolutely knocked that out of the park together. And yeah, then Tom Arnold's the kind of voice of reason or craziness along the way. Yeah. But he's never getting out of the, he, he's great. Look, look, he, he, do, he does his job. He does it well. He hits his bits. And like, I think my favorite moment of his is when they're listening to Paxton in the car. And he's like, <laughs> at first I hated him. And now I kind of like him. Like, <laughs> Yeah, great. Yeah. This just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a great line, and like I really believe it. Um, he's a little sweaty for for my taste, but like he is Zenith. 90s, I think that that's the know? point, though. I think like yeah. he's he's like he's there is no um uh there's no real heart to the character. He's just kind of like he's like a booger. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's just this a booger. Like. No, dude, Booger. You mean from Revenge of the Nerds? No, I'm just saying, like he's like, oh, uh, oh, like oh. he means a physical <laughs> embodiment of a Booger. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm he's like, just like he's is like. Let's talk. No, Booger is amazing. Yeah, yeah you can Booger's see a incredible. lifetime in Booger's face. Like he's fucking. <laughs> no, I know. Incredible. No, but Tom Mart. I was actually talking today about this with a friend of mine, like. Um, you know, Tom Arnold and, and, and Roseanne kind of made like a career of just being volatile. And I think like they were riding off of that and they needed this guy to be, you know, 
a, a fucker, you know, and he did it. And I think that, that he's kind of now reformed. So it's kind of, I think you know, there's like a, a new light and scope to his career, but I, it's interesting. Paxton and Tom Arnold are, are the, the, are two standouts for me in this. And then, and then it's like a tour de force with Jamie Lee Curtis. But let's, um, let's, before we get to our, the, our actual segments, yeah. our two favorite scenes and our, and our, and our two favorite characters, and our two favorite quotes. There's just one last thing. I want to thank the everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once promo trail for somehow unearthing the real life story and photography of Jamie Lee Curtis actually being plucked out of a limousine that was crashing off of a bridge to do the shot that is in this movie for real. So Jamie Lee Curtis is strapped onto that like guy's arm and obviously using special effects, they take out the wiring or whatever, but she was actually in a limousine that was driving off of a bridge that had been taken out or driving off of something. And they plucked her out of the car. It's real. I'm going to send it to you guys. They sent around that picture and Jamie Lee Curtis was talking about it. Cause I think that like James Cameron had written a nice post or Arnold had been talking about, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm so glad that she's like, you know, getting all the plaudits that she deserves this late stage in her career. And she thanked Arnold for getting her cast in the movie and all this sort of cool stuff. But she actually in the movie, it's not someone else. It's Jamie Lee Curtis getting Jesus. plucked out so they can get that shot of her going, ah, like that's real. Yeah. That's James Cameron. Fuck, so in this movie, as much yeah, as it's no. weird and problematic, and it has absolutely outdated views of Mid East and terrorists, like as the potential crossover or takeaway from, uh, you know, v- very George Bush senior era use of like what is America's yes. threat, um, not knowing perhaps that ultimately it would result in a real-life terrorist attack that then had all Middle Eastern people profiled unfairly basically for the next decade after that had occurred. But there's some really fucking cool shit in this stupid popcorn movie, and one of them is that Jamie Lee Curtis really got dangled out of a helicopter for that one shot. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's, wow. I mean, she's she's the queen of Nepo Babies. She is our queen. She is. She's our queen. No, she's I, our I queen. I thought of her. Dude. Yeah. I thought yeah. about her. I'd be like, James, you can't do this another way. <laughs> like, you want you want to pull me out of this fucking limo that's going off this bridge? I mean, I'm happy she's to be got, here. Like, a, she's got a she, yeah. She's got the real. She it, like that's. I crazy. only got one. You know, she's got two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tony Curtis and Janet Lee. I mean, two that's parents. like bingo, the two bingo, parents bongo. is a big one. The two that's parents like is a, a big rare one. Pokemon of Nepo babies. That's like the that's like a electrified Pikachu of, uh, <laughs> of Nepo babies. This right now is rose candy erasure that I will not stand for. <laughs> a celebrity in my house. Okay. No, she is. You've yeah, she. You've got. Yeah, two. that's true. You're right. You're right. No, she's amazing, and like, first of all looks it's like that scene of her and then Demi Moore and it's like the two best let's pump the brakes let's get to our two favorite scenes and we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and talk all right gentlemen I actually think unlike other movies I I genuinely think the centerpiece scene of Simon in the middle of this movie, like the Simon sequences, including the dream. Like I'm going to say that 
that they that is almost one like extended digression that this movie takes. I don't think that I, I think that James Cameron had to explode a fake nuclear warhead and do the Harrier scene just to recover from <laughs> how good that central sequence is, like as far as like everything else paling. So I, I want to just like say folks are going to hear clips of us play some highlights from that scene because of those scenes that are the Simon scenes. Cause I feel like almost you could just say any scene that's got Bill Paxson in it is the scene of the movie. You sure you weren't followed? No, I mean, I kept looking behind me like you taught me, but I didn't send you one. Okay. It's just things are a bit hot right now. If I get a signal. I may have to leave suddenly. I understand. Look, it's my job to take risks, but not yours. I feel bad about bringing you into all this, but you're the only one I can trust. Were you out on a mission? We say a op, covert operation, oh. and this one will. It got a little rough. Worse than Cairo? Cairo. Cairo was a day at the beach next to this. The guy's a spook. With for whom? He could be working hard to get to you. Did you read the papers yesterday? Yes. Sometimes a story is a mass for a covert operation. See two men killed in a restroom and two unidentified men in a running shootout ending at the Marriott. That was you. You see, you're very good. You recognize my style. <laughs> you're a natural at this. <laughs> the guy's a fake, man. He's taking credit for our moves. What happened? Hardly worth talking about. Two of them won't bother me again. <laughs> Unbelievable. You chased one. Something came over me. I just had to nail this guy, no matter what the risk. Pretty hairy. I thought he had me a couple of times, but I, I really can't take credit. Well, why not? It's the training. Shapes you into a lethal instrument. You react in a microsecond without thinking. <laughs> I'm starting to like this guy. <laughs> oh, we still got to kill him. I mean, that's a given. You know. Damn used car salesman. I mean, this keeps getting better and better. I'm sorry, Harry. I know this has got to be painful. But you got to admit, it's pretty damn funny. I mean, if it was just some idiot, not you, you'd be laughing your ass off. I mean, this is. One born every minute. She wants you too. Feel it vibrate? Say, how about a little spin? Sure. See, it's not just a car, it's a total image. An identity you have to go for. This isn't some high-tech sports car. Tell you the truth, it doesn't even handle that great. But that's not the idea, is it? What are we talking about here? Pussy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's face it, Harry. The vet gets them wet. But it's not enough. If you really want to close escrow, well, you got to have an angle. Suppose you have an angle. <laughs> it's killer. I mean, look at me. 
I'm not that much to look at. No, 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 I can be honest. But I got them lining up. And not just the skanks, either. Well, some are. So what's the angle? Oh, no. Sorry. Trade secret. Okay. Just ask yourself, what do women really want? You take these bored housewives married to the same guy for years, they're stuck in a rut. They need some release. Promise of adventure, a hint of danger. I create that for them. So basically, you're lying your ass off the whole time. You see, I couldn't do that. <laughs> what are you, a boy scout? No, no, no. Think of it as playing a role. It's fantasy. I mean, you got to work on their dreams. Get them out of their daily suburban grind for a few hours. And what about their husbands? Dickless. I mean, let's face it, if they took care of business, I'd be out of business, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those idiots. <laughs> hey! Hey, you mind keeping it under 90? I'm still trying to pay for this dental work. So, who are you working on right now? Oh, I always got a couple on the hook, you know. There's this one right now. I got her pinned like a dog. <laughs> it's great. What does she do? Some sort of legal secretary or something. You know, uptight and conservative. Oh, but she could be so hot if she wanted to be. And with you, she gets to be real hot, huh? <laughs> Red hot. Yeah. Her thighs steam. <laughs> it's like a dying plant just needs a little water. Married to some boring jerk. Married to some boring jerk. Yeah, you know, he doesn't appreciate her. She's like all these babes. You get their pilot lit, they can suck start a leaf blower. <laughs> oh, gosh, she's got the most incredible body. And a pair of titties make you want to stand up and beg for buttermilk. Ass like a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> so can we just say that that is the scene and talk about anything else around it? Um, anything else we around it? We can agree. Was, yeah, we can agree. We that can agree like, that. All Paxton scenes are peak true lies. We can agree. I mean, the I line, had a guy who could do the I, lead character in Twister, Simon, and then the we're all gonna die guy in Aliens. Just name me another one. There's not another guy in the universe. It's the only that. scene in the movie where it makes you question: Am I watching a action movie that stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, or am I watching this like weird comedy starring Bill Paxton? And like it, it changes the the pH of the movie in such a great way. Um, it's fucking. It's just yeah. I think around it, I I will say, um, I love. I just I'll I'll just leave it at this. I love the details. I love his briefcase. I love when she opens it. It's got all the fucking things in it. The fact that this character made that for someone to stumble upon, like I just think that shit's incredible. But. <laughs> It's so fucking funny when he, when she, in her, the flashback, when he walks past her in the Chinese restaurant and sees her, and then his approach is so fucking funny. It's like, I need you to hold this. And then he looks back and goes, Oh shit. And yes. it's yeah. so, like, it's so funny. <laughs> and then just one other line of his, since we're not doing his lines, is, I'm navel lint. I have to lie to women to get laid, and I don't score much. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Naval lint is such a fucking weird thing. It's like another thing where I'm like, this is what his father told him growing up. Like, he's a little dick. <laughs> Who wrote this movie? With, he's naval lint. Jim Cameron did. So it was he based a it on those other guys. Yeah, it was a screenplay adapted from a film called La Total, which is a 1991 oh. film, and Cameron directly yeah, yeah. adapted it into 
his film. So okay. it's the, the, the other writers, Cloud Zidi, Simon Michel and Didier Kaminka um, did the screenplay for La Tatale. And so there's a lot of similarities and then there's a lot of Cameron, right? Like, so a lot of the funny little right. lines and things and bits and pieces, um, uh, you know, as you would expect, this it's steroided like uh, from James Cameron. He's just like supersized everything. Everything's bigger. Everything's got more stakes, you know? I mean, you know, yeah corvettes being chased by helicopters black black helicopters at night and all that sort of stuff like it's lato tal does not do does not have that share that same sort of uh feeling as this movie it's completely different i was watching well, this movie last night and the, the scene where he's in the corvette with my wife and the scene where he's in the corvette and he's like but that's not the idea is it what are we talking about here pussy right <laughs> <laughs> my wife was like, at me like what the fuck I'm like, hey, 90s. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, this, I think like a movie like this. The um, vet gets wet. Think, <laughs> the yeah. vet gets wet. This is a time where like they made movies and they created characters that were just so volatile. But my mind thought, oh, I guess this is just how people are and we're okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like upon rewatch, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, it's like even like the ass of a ten-year-old boy. Ass line, of a ten-year-old like, boy is no horrendous. one. No wonder all these fucking maniacs think they're pedophiles all over the place. <laughs> Listen to a line like that. You know what I mean? It's like she's like all you know. It's just, you get their pilot lit. They could suck start a leaf, leaf blower. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it. It could just imagine like the conservative right listening to this. It's planning little Easter eggs for them to get to twenty twenty four. You know, but I, I think that are we just agreeing that all Bill Paxton scenes are great? Because yes. I have a scene that I have. You know, oh, no, please. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, Bill the Bill Paxton, like like I said, my theory is my working theory of this movie is that the, the setup is phenomenal, right? We get the great, yes. you know, Schwarzenegger breaks into this sort of um, uh, like Austrian palatial home surrounded with all these sort of rich arms dealers, et cetera, does the phenomenal scene with the absolutely peak nineties, hottie Tia Carrera. We haven't gotten to her yeah. yet. We will. Um, does that phenomenal scene leaves the movie comes back. There's like a little bit of playfulness. There's the beginning of something. And then the whole movie is hijacked by this absolutely incredible Simon sequence that can only be outdone by blowing. This is the only way you can outdo Bill Paxton, explode a nuclear bomb in the Florida Keys and like smash into buildings with a Harrier jet and like shoot the villain on a missile into his own helicopter of bad guys. Like that's the only way that you can, like, yeah. like, so that's it's so the, weird that he says, you're it's fired. so weird that he says you're fired because you it, know, it's it makes a, sense. You know, Trump's all this being, movie. You know, he's being, yeah, you're movie. fired. It's, it's Trump. It's Trump. And like Trump is, you know, the, the fascist flying the fucking Harrier jet exploding. <laughs> anyone who isn't a white capitalist but there is also like there is no situation in which there is any employment attributed to this guy <laughs> at all so like it's just a visual pun like i'm like think deeper you guys <laughs> i love it it's like it's amazing it's like fuck it i cut yeah. you off again i'm sorry no i was just gonna say so that's so simon scenes aside do you have any other favorites chris yeah, we touched on it briefly. Um, I think the whole um, Bonaventure hotel horror scene is just, it's like yeah. classic 
Yeah. I mean, this film is like genre creating. Like, you know, the Simpsons make fun of like, you know, Schwarzenegger films all the time. This is just like the postmodern buttery version of it. Like there's all of these sequences like you're talking about, but this this horse scene is so America. It's so fucking cool. It's so fun. You know, it starts off with that awesome fight scene in the bathroom where there's it's like great. another jacked dude right. fighting. That's a great fight sequence. the top, trope top of like two bathroom fights of all time it's like mission impossible fallout and yeah the mission bathroom. impossible one yeah well, like you that, don't get you don't get mission impossible you don't get uh uh cavill uh yeah. that, you don't get that you don't get that without this fucking scene no you don't and like just like it plays with the fact that you could fucking just break a bunch of fucking porcelain just fucking <laughs> go dude it's fucking <laughs> fucking head in the toilet chill out you know or i don't know i don't know i can't remember what the fuck he says but um yeah it's just like cool that off. leading it's into cool off cool off, cool cool off. off. sorry yeah i <laughs> fucked up with batman fucking four um no this going into that like clydesdale or no like the yeah. horse scene with the fucking you know kawasaki you know and then that guy makes it and then and then it ends on a joke I mean, this leads, like, you know, the horse is like, fuck that, we're not doing it, and he flies off, like... What the hell were you thinking? I mean, I had the guy, and you let him get away. Look at me when I talk to you. What kind of a cop are you, anyway? This movie plays with all of those themes that action you know and it and i will say from a genre standpoint this movie is like a hybrid of a bunch of things it's got like you know erotic thriller it's action it's comedy it's 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 racist it's got all of them (laughs) but um like it's racist throughout (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it 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 it, a lot of different types of racism Yeah, yeah. Like malignant racism funny racism really scary racism violent racism lines in the movie is when i really deeply wait can i stop you there it should be three (laughs) white guys this podcast should be three white guys saying i don't think this is like that should be the name like i don't think this is racist when charlton heston's spencer trilby oh god who deeply problematic himself asks 
very problematic. <laughs> the, the most problematic human being in in American cinema. But when a he piece asks, of shit. when he when he asks, <laughs> yeah, why do they call him the Sand Spider? He's formed his own splinter faction called Crimson Jihad. Yeah, I guess he thought the other terrorist groups were a little too warm and fuzzy for his taste. They call him the Sand Spider. Why? Probably because it sounds scary. Mm. Well, this is impressive, gentlemen. Of course, it would be even more impressive if you actually knew where he was. I really like that line. I think it's yeah. a great line. Because I don't think expecting great. something I... deeply racist. Why are they calling the sand spider? And he's like, probably because it sounds scary. Like, complete sincerity. I'm yeah. like, that's great work from Grant Heslov and probably from this script because it didn't go to a bad place. It was a you good You know, I'm, sh- I'm sure that was a same-day rewrite when they when, you know, that you actor got was to about it. to yeah. say it. Yeah, and he was like, you know, maybe we should put a joke here yeah. James you know yeah I, uh, I often think he's fantastic that, he's great in it yeah <laughs> I remember I think I can't remember the film I loved it it was like 97 and maybe it's one we could do down the road but it, it it was the first time I watched one of these movies where it was about terrorists taking over a plane Steven Seagal was in it executive Russell decision was in it. oh fuck yeah executive I know exactly fucking decision fucking talking about baby but great that was movie. the first time I. It's a great, great movie. movie. The fucking, yeah. the fucking, fucking doc, fucking clown. Oh, awesome! That's the isn't but it the I Kurt Russell one? Yeah, Kurt Russell with yeah. Steven Seagal. Yeah. You think it's going to yeah. be them together, and Seagal dies immediately, and very you're like, quickly. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, they were like, "Not him. We'll do that movie." <laughs> um, but that one. was the first time I watched like a, a action movie, and I was like, "Oh, like." This doesn't add up. Like, is it literally like anybody from, you know, east of America, like the bad guy? That's uh, that's what's so, and this is what I would say is it's not, it's not good, but it, for me, especially as an outsider in Australia and is slightly detached, it's actually deeply fascinating when you're watching it to like chart through like, when is it okay? Like, so it's like Nazis, always bad. South Africans, during apartheid bad most of the time during the cold war like literally from like 50 to early 90s russia bad and then there was a nexus where it was like like we go from the really uh deeply political movie rambo 3 where the mujahideen are the good guys with rambo fighting the soviet union and then a couple of years later we're like oh cool arabic terrorists are now the thing and it's so funny to watch the way that, like, I just wonder, this is yeah. a movie that is made by James Cameron. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. It makes hundreds of millions of dollars. It's so weird. They wouldn't put a villain in that wasn't, I guess, was so deeply unfamiliar for the audience that it would alienate them or have them scratching their heads. So then for me as an outsider, I'm like, oh, what was happening in the early 90s that made it okay for us to have Arabic terrorists? And you're like, oh, fuck. Of course. Like, you've got... The first oh yeah of course gulf war you've got you the first that, gulf then... war conflict that's happened and that whole you know has reignited that concept um and and it's almost like well you know obviously in the in the 1970s in europe uh, american media uh, probably pretty occupied with like um with Vietnam and things like that. But like, there were a lot of conflicts about, you know, uh, you know, black September terrorists, et cetera, Munich, it's covered much more thoughtfully and ambivalently later with, you know, things like Munich and Spielberg. But I like to kind of go like, isn't it, it's actually more fascinating that it was so okay 
that Jim Cameron's like this, I use this villain because like people aren't going to scratch their heads. Like, I, I think it's a fascinating think, thing. Yeah. Is it wrong? Yes. Is it racist? Yes. Is it probably result in unnecessary racial profiling of, you know, of innocent people? Absolutely. But it's also Absolutely. like, that's why popular art is interesting because it's like, this was made for a mass audience in 1994. And I would never have thought that Abby terrorists were the bad guys at this time. And yet they're the bad guys at this time, according to James Cameron's, you know, popcorn stupid Arnold Schwarzenegger spy comedy. You know, it's really fascinating despite being reflects when we reflect on it now, you're like, yeah, it's awful and it's bad and it's terrible. Like make the villain, be, be smarter with the villains. Um, but yeah, it's nonetheless still interesting to look at how, you know, how values, particularly in like the larger majority of America at that time were like, yeah, totally cool with that. And now we can be a little bit more intellectual about it and go with hindsight and go, yeah, that's absolutely fucked up. It's awful. Um, and, and still today, some of these attitudes are still like, so accepted. Um, and there's a dehumanization yeah. of Mideastern people and it's like, yeah, but like, but they're people we, we, on planet earth. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, you can totally see all that, but it's also like, for me, I found it fascinating as well as kind of harrowing and awful. I found it fascinating that it was like totally okay. In 93, they're making this movie before it's released. And they're like, yeah, cool. This works. It's fine. We don't have to think about it. It's not, it's not going to result in anything bad. It's not going to age badly at all. Look at this. It's fine. Well, and they also like they totally, you know, they entomb their terrorism in like the most beautiful aspects of their ancient history when they rip apart those Persian artifacts. And yes. Only to store the new, like it's, it's, it's so crazy. It's crazy. Really, it, stomp on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Like is James Cameron, you know, is he just making meat out of what's happening at the time? Or is he ahead of the curve in terms of his racial boogeyman on that? You know? Yeah. Because USS Cole it, is after that. It's in yes. 98, right? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's easy. I think I think it, it, at the end of the day, you have writers in a writer room. You have, you know, they're coming up with the people who this is going to be. I think that they're, you could just chalk that up to lazy writing, really. Like, we need to find a bad guy for this Arnold Schwarzenegger film. And yeah, for the Cold War, it can't be the Russians. Leave it at Maybe that. it's a terrorist organization. Okay, cool. Who could it be? Blah. They just randomly pick a Mideastern terrorist group. They make yeah. it up. They're trying, to, they're trying to mirror things like Black September, et cetera. They're, you know, you know, Crimson Jihad. Like, they're even using Crimson Jihad, Black September. You know, like, they're trying to... It feels so uh, reductive and stupid to real life, you know, uh, whether you would call them terrorist groups or whether you would call them resistance, whatever the case may be, um, you know, uh, yeah, it, it feels like it was just and where kind of like the, easy where the, and shorthand. And, and that's that's ultimately like Bond in this, you know, the, oh, the Bond's original the worst Bond. for it. The worst yeah. for it. Yeah. But later, the later, I mean, even those villains are more complex. Yeah like definitely mission impossible like they're scary guys you know and they're anarchists and they're also like defectors who want to you know take policy into like these far right fascistic right. you know like end of the world schemes and stuff like that they're they're slightly more thoughtful because they want them to age more gracefully which is why it's like 
Yeah, you know, watch realizes out of print everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it, it like, falls oh, you into know the, like don't don't do a 4K on that one. Like I don't I don't want Twitter to cover me on on this. That is interesting what you're saying. You know, if you if you look at the history of where we're going, because I found it really surprising. On I was going to see you know Top Gun, and I'm going, ooh, who is it? And it was so ambiguous, but it still worked. It was yeah, just like they a were random. Like, we're, gonna, East- we're making an Eastern European, a random Eastern European, vaguely Eastern European villain of no known origin, because yeah, we don't want to fuck with this. It's like in the eighties. It's like we're making it Russia because they'll always be our villains. Next minute, nineteen eighty nine, the wall goes down, and it's like, oh, okay, maybe they won't be. Like you know, like so yeah. that kind of ages poorly. But yeah, it's. I think that. And now they won't make, I mean, Russia's still our villains, but they still want that market. Yes, of course. Because now it's, it's about, it's, the capitalism is even more extreme. It's even never, if, there's never Chinese or Russian villains because could like, never be a they want to sell movies there. Yeah. Yeah. They want to sell, yeah. Never. Well, we have to talk about one other great scene. I I, I know we've kind of gone on one here, but like, Oh, wait, we, before we, I just want to mention one, two things about that scene. Something that I never forget is Ar- Arnold on the horse getting into the elevator. Like that so moment good. is so fucking and that's, so crazy to me. And, and then the that, other thing that's is a fucking hotel. That's a hotel in LA. That's at the Westin Bonaventure. So it's actually like a little inside baseball. Uh, it's this very famous architecturally designed hotel. Um, they have elevators that are external like that. So it's it, perfect for shooting it, scenes like that. Is that the one where? Uh, uh, You've driven by it. In, it's in got the like the, of, th- the four domes. In the line of fire. It's in, in the line, line of fire, fire. Yeah. is where I thought Rob was going with that. Yeah. 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 Aim high. And there's a uh, really cool hotel uh, there's a <laughs> hotel bar. If you guys ever want to go, it rotates. You can, you know, get uh, some crab bites and uh, suck on a soda pop. <laughs> crab bites? You fucking dirty dog. Um, <laughs> the other thing. Is, That's one uh, thing I would like to do this year. I'm just going to put it out in the universe. I would like to come to LA. I would like to have some prime pizza with Rob Belushi dude, and Chris. Oh, Candy. let's do a fucking, and, let's do and, a live. Uh, and I, and I would like, and show. I love your hat and I would like to, and I would like to suck on some crab bites with you dirt bags. That sounds yeah. uh, immense. You got, you got a bedroom right here, buddy. Oh, we'll and sleep. But um, the other thing I would love, I would love to fucking touch your body in human form. Um, <laughs> The other thing is like that sweet no, little scene. No, turn around, Arnold. do it, do it more slow. Oh. Very slow. Gotta talk Doucement. about yeah. that scene. Um, I, I like when Arnold has that little small conversation with the horse after he doesn't jump. It was very <laughs> charming. It was very yeah. charming. Now the scene is, and yeah. not to sound too perverse, but you know we've gone through the full gamut in this show. Um, uh, but the Jamie Lee Curtis dance scene is the other terrific scene of the movie. And it's so fantastic because I also love when he's got the guy recording what he's going to say. And he's like, who wants this shit? Harry? And he goes, yeah. Salimier. Yeah, like, be- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I love- so funny yeah. that he does it. And then he goes and does that scene. And Jamie Lee Curtis being this bumbling housewife, like you only have to, what's the Travolta movie where she's the dance instructor, the gym, whatever it is, the aerobicize instructor. Do you guys remember that movie? It's like oh, meme yeah, to death. Yeah. She's like pelvic. Yeah. Yeah, so like that's, that's, a, that's a Eddie, the Eddie Murphy Van Aykroyd movie. It's uh yeah, 
trading uh what the fuck is that called? No, not, on, on, trading places? not only trading places, but it's also I'm trying to think of see the one that she was in with John Travolta. I've got to go to like her it's her and Travolta and she's like a gymnastics instructor and you always see the memes. I've got to go and find it. It's perfect. It's a movie called Perfect by James Bridges. Mm. A female aerobics instructor meets a male reporter doing a story on health clubs. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, and um cover of Rolling Stone. But it isn't love at first sight. Yeah. So perfect is the movie that they were they were in together. And so you've seen Jamie Lee Curtis be like hot and great. And this is her in her, like as Helen doing this scene. It's just a phenomenal scene. And I love it to pieces, especially because he drops the tape recorder. I love how it's shot. It's so massively shot. It's silly. It's also sensual. It's great. I had a great time with this scene. I always have a great time. It cracks me up, especially when she lets go of the bed frame and she falls on her ass. That is so funny. It's deeply funny. It's so funny. When she, when she walks in and she checks herself. Yeah. In the mirror. <laughs> yeah. She stumbles on her, on her foot. Yes. On her oh, shoe and she rolls her ankle great. on the heel when and she gets everything yeah, off. That, and then she, it's like, it's, it's really hot. I don't know. She's just got the hair, puts it back. It's great. It's one of the best visual transformations like I've ever seen is her ripping that ever. dress up and doing her hair. Yeah. You're like, Holy doing fuck. The fucking, cool. yeah. 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 My little nine year old brain is just like, but <laughs> like, yes, yeah. I was going to say at about nine, I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a man the, now. I'm a man now. The whole thing, the whole thing though, it starts with like the that goes into the interrogation. And it's just like to me, that's the whole point of the Simon stuff is to have the that scene, the interrogation scene, and then this scene with the sodium amytal or whatever they give him. Yeah, the truth serum, like three of the most fun clever scenes between like a husband and a wife with weird stakes. And to me, that's the whole movie other than Bill Paxton. I got this one panting like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the, the machine gun falling down the staircase and killing yeah. all of the, right. yeah. Like, ugh. His take to her is so great too. And I love like, when they're uh, listening to the guys down there and he goes, we're cool, we're badasses, blah, 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 blah. He's translating yeah. for what they're saying. It's yeah. very funny. Yeah. All right, let's let's get to our let's get to our um favorite characters and quotes. Let's take a tiny break and let's get into it. Cause I feel like we're gonna just jump into our favorite quotes. I'm gonna jump in here real quick. My favorite quote in the movie. Um, because Rob brought it up just now and Chris and I would, Chris, Rob and I were just talking about it before the break, which is the sodium amytal scene where he goes, ask me a question, you know, I'm going to tell a lie to. And she goes, have you ever killed anyone? And he goes, yeah, but they were all bad. They were all bad. bad. <laughs> I just love that quote so much. It's so good. It's so silly. It's the perfect chemistry of this movie. Like there's certain scenes where you just know that you know, obviously this went off to be made into a television series and, you know, people have tried this sort of chemistry before. And I just think that that scene is like a chemistry scene. If you're ever trying to make something like this, you should make someone do that scene with a partner. And if they could do it really well and their chemistry was fire, you'd know you had something because that's just an amazing scene. And that's probably my favorite quote. Other than the Simon quotes, there's so many quotes from Simon in this movie that are just outstanding. Um, yeah, really fantastic. Stuff. The, so, the other uh, part of that scene that's great is are, are 
uh, are we going to live or are they going to kill us? No, no, here, I got it right. Oh, right. We gonna die. Oh, okay. ask, ask me a question. Ask me a question I would normally lie to. Helen Tasker, are we going to die? Harry. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're gonna they're shoot, gonna us, gonna in shoot the us. They're yeah, gonna shoot us in the head. I'm gonna, they're gonna I'm shoot us in the head, and they're gonna torture, torture us, us to death. death. Oh, they're gonna leave us here when the bomb blows up. <laughs> Harry, Harry, <laughs> you tell on me, I tell on you. Um, and then he tells the, but then he does this. He does the fucking classic action thing where it's like he tells the guy how he's gonna kill him. It's awesome. Like that's just. It's fucking, I'm going to take the thing and I'm going to fucking the meat cleaver. And it's just like, there are, there's a reason these movies make you feel good. Cause like they make you feel fucking great, you know? <laughs> and they just don't, they just have devolved, you know, it's like entered into expendables territory and I haven't gotten into those movies. No knock on those, but I just, you know, never saw any of those, but it's like, they are really trying to like get into the energy that this movie just so unbelievably accomplished it's fun like i do it's also really funny that these movies like that that it is really taking itself seriously and like that's what's kind of funny about expendables and all that they're like what the fuck are we doing back then like what were we doing <laughs> you know yeah and like this movie is like but you know arnold's he's a fucking star man it's like it always i'm always like i'm always like how the fuck this guy can barely speak english how is he the fucking man all the time and it's just he's, he's so got to shine dude he's so smart he's, he's smart so, he's got to so, shine he's so smart Everyone... he just he knows he knows when he can he learned the best lesson from terminator how do i say less how do i have more like one liners how do i give other people the dialogue how do i just react mm -hmm. to things like that's why Tom Arnold's such a great foil for Schwarzenegger he's the and engine. Harry. He he's just he's just <coughs> talking word vomit, and Harry's whole thing is to like the one barb or the one harsh stare. Stop you know, helping. All that. Yeah, yeah. And stop I just me up. I will. Yeah, stop shooting me up. And I will say, his character's so weird, and like his reactions are so surprising as somebody who has like a deep-seated <laughs> rage and, you know, just <laughs> omniscient self-hatred. Like, the way he reacts to his buddy really kicking him in his worst possible moments so hard. It, was, it takes him a long time to tell his friend to shut the fuck up. And I'm yeah. like, my God, if my friend, like, looked at me funny in that moment, <laughs> it, it, would, it would be like, you know felony assault charge and uh <laughs> but yeah th those are great th those are great i mean it's what about this one if not for me helen do it for your country <laughs> bill paxton what a fucking king we have to do twister on this show we have to do twister oh yeah before the movie we have Twisters to do twister and that trailer did not look Anyways, that we'll save that for the Chris and Rob Nepo baby hot take corner. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, this finger man. on the pulse of America from two, two <laughs> of America's America favorite America Nepo babies. America's favorite <laughs> baby corner. Um. Oh my god.
Yeah, I'm gonna get ahead of it. Favorite characters. I'm gonna go with I, I mean, really I really I mean Simon's the one, right? Like he has to be. And I do Simon's really Simon's my favorite my favorite character, maybe in all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies <laughs> combined. <laughs> like he's so he's such a like a little fucking fuck. It's it's like he's so we gotta... he's so great. He's so great. Like he's such a He may just shit. be like the heavyweight champion of all characters in any Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but like he's so good. He's so you good. You know what else like pet like I think about is later when he's in Nightcrawler and he's so fucking good again. And he's fucking going toe-to-toe with Gyllenhaal in like to me, maybe my favorite Gyllenhaal performance. And like I fucking love that movie. But when he's out there and he's like if you knew what I was offering you, you'd be sucking my fucking dick. And he like <laughs> flicks the coffee straw at Jake Gyllenhaal when he's offering him to like team up and be his second driver in his like van. And I'm just like, he was always fucking phenomenal. And like, he's a he's, you just believe him. You believe him as a fucking vampire. You know what I mean? You just like he's believe so him. So good. He's so good. His whole career is littered with iconic great characters. Littered. Yeah. Like even Edge of Tomorrow, he fucking rules. Like he rules yeah. in that movie. God, that's another fucking great movie. Love great that movie. movie. He rules. He like, I mean, just look at this guy's. I mean, he's in Titanic. He's in Twister. He's in True Lies. He's in Tombstone. He fucking rules in Tombstone. He's he's in Predator Two. He's someone on Twitter was like, "Have you like Bill Paxton's great?" Have you ever seen um, Club Dread? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I saw Club Dread in the theater, my friend. Yeah, and, but it was such like a weird pull. And I was like, Club Dread is, I love Broken Lizard. Club Dread's a weird one, but fucking Bill Paxton's great. <laughs> it's oh my so God. great. God, I didn't realize. So he passed away in, in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah. It was, and it was from complications, right? He had a surgery and then there was complications. Oh, 2017 is when he passed away. But his last film to come out was in, 2019. That's funny how that works sometimes. Yeah, these um, yeah, he's he was just for me. It's just incredible. Paxton, obviously. I mean, Arnold is is Arnold, and he's in a different ca- ca- caliber. For me, it's Paxton, Jamie Lee Curtis, Douchku. Yeah, in that order, and then Tom. Fuck. I, I'm Arnold. gonna. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna in that. Order. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put Tom Arnold higher. I'm gonna. Call, I'm gonna call it Paxton. I'm gonna go Tom Arnold, and then Jamie Lee. And uh, like, really, like, I. I think that Tom Arnold is doing a lot of heavy lifting in this movie, and I think the movie crushes because he's doing it. And Paxton is the scene. The not a scene stealer. The movie is stolen by Simon. It's by stolen him, it so hard that he has to be in the. You think you're watching scene. another movie? Yeah, he's yeah. he steals the entire movie. When he fucking look, when he laughs in the Corvette <laughs> and he's like missing a back tooth and it's exposed, it's so funny. And then there's another there's another time when he fucking I think I I it's like my wife and I were laughing and like she is tough to get a laugh out of, man. It is like why my self-esteem is so low all the time but she's laughing and i look at her and i'm like did you see that and she's like yeah if one of them was that that look he gave from the 
from the London well, quick stop in London. <laughs> she's like, she said Academy Awards. <laughs> and then the other one was he like crosses his eyes when he goes, <laughs> when he goes like when there's a gun on him and he's like, <laughs> and it is so fucking stupid. Like it's, it's like, Oh man. Yeah. No, look, Tom Arnold's fucking great. He's, he's killing. He gives a great performance. I'm just like, Listen, I think I gotta. I think that's, he I think, does. He does his job. He's great. He's fine, no, let, let's like, not. Let's not end on Tom Arnold. Let's end on Vale, Bill Paxton. What a fucking True Lies, a movie that has problems and has dated badly. But the one thing that hasn't dated is how much Bill Paxton crushes in this movie. It, steals it. So wrestles crazy. it away. It wrestles it away like, from the biggest movie star in the world. From the and. and and his part should be the thing that ages the worst. Of course. And it doesn't. He's yeah, just a best, piece of shit. It's the best like, part of the movie. It's the best. Tom part Arnold is dropping B words and like violent fucking sexist lore from 14 year old girls to married women to women of color, you know, and like terrible. Packs and shit is just, it should be the worst. And it's somehow like, it's still fucking evergreen douchebaggery, man. It's just like, the, the like, he's the king of all you. Timeless. Sh- yeah. He's the yeah sa- that's he's what the it saint. is. He's the saint. He should be yeah. sanctified as the, the saint of all shitbag used car salesmen. He's the king. God damn it. I, I have to give a shout out to, um, you know, just to the fact that you do have character actors like who I was not familiar with until I was Googling this, but uh, Art Malik, who plays your head bad guy in this movie. Um, He's phenomenal. Just on a in this simple. Movie. Phenomenal. In just this on movie. a. It's just. It's, it's, it's so funny that. And it's so funny. We're talking about like the trend and obviously it's we've, we've thankfully trended into a better use of uh, actors from around the world. And, I'm happy to report that he will be in Hamlet. <laughs> you know, he's a Brit. Redoing Hamlet. He's a he's a Brit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah he's a Brit. So no, I'm sure. It, it it just goes to show though, like how these guys were men and women were just the typecasting was like fucking incredibly terrible, um, and so whenever like some fucking I will they will remain nameless, but some fucking actor who looks like me is like hard to get a job huh and i'm like you know you can shut the fuck up yeah it's just it's like tides always turning man tides you know what i mean turning. it's That's all fine. it's all good it's a course correction that needed to happen dude yeah. you know and so i never complain yeah but not um not, you mean not as easy as it used to be is what you mean that's what they meant yeah you mean not as yeah. easy as it used to be buddy <laughs> It's yeah, hard to it's get like, a job for everyone. Yeah. I hate that. I'm just like, run your race, dude. We all got fucking miles to feed. But um, that that dude, he does he does bring like Hamlet energy. I mean, he's straight vibrating in every shot with like pure fury and hatred. <laughs> yeah. He brings like a wonderful, you know, malevolent energy to that guy. And he's scary. Like that look back. Remember when he gets out of the pool and he fucking... Puts his, yeah, wipes oh, yeah. his hair back. He's like, "Oh, you think I'm bald now? Look how bald I really am." And he puts <laughs> he like, this on. I'm like, 
is very oh to very be a convincing menacing. yeah typecast aside to be a convincing villain is a fucking job that you know it, it takes a lot of fucking work you know and I mean, um he just most committed actor on that set probably tie between him and jamie lee curtis yeah, Dushku, Dushku is just existing in her own fucking private poetry, man. I mean, you guys are sleeping <laughs> on the amazing 50-word performance of Elijah Dushku. I just think she's fucking wonderful. I Can I also her. shout out, I can't find his name right now as we're talking, but there is a henchman who is in Heat and oh. True Lies. Um, in Mark, Heat... Marshall. In Heat, I'm going to go and find him. In Heat, he plays the guy that's in the drive-in and who gets, like, blown away by Neil McCauley in the car. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Christian Hellas. He's, like, the guy who's got the Uzi. Um, yeah. See the guy that comes up to the door? Uh, hold on, wait. I'm just going to find... It's this, sh- yes, it is. This is the shooter at the drive-in. Yes, Max Daniels is his name, and he's in Heat and True Lies. Um, and he's in Casino, and shit, he's in Iron Man too. A stunt guy, but he's the shooter with the small Uzi gun, and he's he does the bathroom fight scene. He's not the gigantic guy in the bathroom fight scene. He's the other guy. But yeah, what yeah. a king the guy, being in Casino. The guy at the sink? Yeah. Casino there and Heat. And- the only other person? De Niro in Casino and Heat in 95. Come on. <laughs> Shout out to fucking Max Daniels, you king. Bless you. Fucking love it, dude. I love it. Hey, folks, this is fun, guys. Folks, always a pleasure talking for you and with these beautiful gentlemen. Love you guys to pieces. Thank you for this. Uh, thank you for indulging um, us in this movie, um, despite its yeah, problems. Thank you. It, has, it has its saving graces, and that is Bill Paxton. And if you turn it off after the Simon scenes, that's okay. Turn it back on for the last scene because he's in the butt. The bookend. The bookend. The little button, yeah, as Rob yeah, said. Yeah. little button. You got a little tag on the end. But bless you all, and uh, and we'll catch you again soon. Talking another movie from the '90s. We have so many options to cover, um, but we'll come back and talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.